We are continuing our movement across Canada, going from West Coast to East Coast. We've done Vancouver, we've done Calgary, we've done Winnipeg, we've done the first part of Ontario with the Eastern Outreach Department. We're going to bring it home today. Blaze Lane, stay tuned. Hi folks, welcome back to the Pro-Life Guys podcast. My name is Cam. I'm the host of the show and it's a show dedicated to equipping you with the tools that you need to have compassionate and compelling conversations about abortion so together we can change minds, save lives and transform our culture. Um, this has been a really cool week going across Canada, looking at all the incredible work that is being done by our offices, by community groups, by volunteers, interns, staff, the whole shebang, um, all supported by you, our audience, many of whom are financial partners and enable this work to happen. Can't thank you guys enough. And can't thank enough the incredible team that I am blessed to work with here at the Canadian Centre for Bioethical Reform. Um, absolute gems absolute absolute winners um and and i'm glad that you guys are getting to meet a, a number of them you met rachel on tuesday talked to a bunch of people in calgary for the wednesday episode thursday was winnipeg with kyle um didn't get josh on the show but um, we'll get josh on at some point here um Yesterday was Jer um, for the Eastern Outreach Department, focused mainly in the Greater Toronto area. And today, you know him, you love him. Blaze Elaine is back on the show. He is the director of our Eastern Strategic Initiatives Department. Um, and really excited because he's had so many cool things happen this year. Um, being a part of the tour, one of the keynote speakers on our Faces of Abortion tour. Um, and, and so many other things that he's been a part of. And I'm not going to babble a whole lot. We're going to dive right into the conversation that I had with Blaze Lane, really putting a bow on the year 2023 from the vantage point of the Eastern Strategic Initiatives Department. Here it is. All right, folks, you know him, you love him. Blaze Lane, how you doing, buddy? Great, thanks. Good to be back. How are you? I am doing well. We are, I, I'm not going to try to pin in any kind of 12 days of Christmas or anything like this. <laughs> this is the the last episode of our year in review. We've been walking all the way from West Coast now as far east as we currently have offices. And 2023 has been a pretty cool year. I feel like we could spend an awful lot of time talking about 2023, but I want to get your take on kind of high level wise, what stands out from 2023 and from your vantage point as the director of the ESI, the Eastern Strategic Initiatives Department? Yeah. Um, 2023 was a big year in the East. And, you know, for me as a volunteer in Toronto for years, it was really exciting to see <clears throat> CCBR in the end, the killing plan come to Ontario. And I think what was really neat about 2023 is the end, the killing plan move East through uh, through Quebec, we've we've been in Quebec for a couple of years with our friends at Montreal Against Abortion, but through Atlantic Canada for the first time in earnest. So the Eastern efforts have truly turned into something that has touched all provinces in Eastern Canada, rather than just being an Ontario thing. So that's that's the real high level uh, excitement for 2023 is the expansion of the anti killing movement across Eastern Canada. And then uh, in Ontario, where there has been activity for a long time, still a lot of growth and momentum with new groups, new volunteers, new opportunities. So it's been a really exciting year to see the anti killing movement grow eastward. 
Boom. Love it. And I'm going to mine in just a little bit more on Maritimes. I know we've talked a little bit about um, Atlantic Canada as well, but I, I want to get your take on um, if, if there's any cultural differences. I feel like um, I, I talk to people, you talk to people, um, not only throughout Canada, but America, around the world, and try to explain how our strategy, the End the Killing Plan, um, integrates well across cultures, across languages, across lots of different things. And that while there might be subtle cultural nuance that goes into some of the the conversations and whatnot, um, a lot of folks that I've talked to in Atlanta, Canada, um, in, in the past, I don't know, decade or so, have at times um, expressed how different Atlantic Canada is from the rest of Canada. I feel like I get that from a lot of different parts of Canada. Like, oh, Saskatchewan's way different than the rest of Canada. Calgary Southwest, way different from the rest of Canada. I, I don't know if you get that in, in the GTA as well. Yeah, Scarborough is um, really different from oh, downtown, you know. <laughs> from, from your vantage point now, you, you've been out to, to Atlantic Canada three, four times this year already, I think. Um, three, yeah. What's your take culture-wise and, and the integration of the ETK plan out there? I love Atlantic Canada so much. Um, you know, it, uh, building the end the killing movement is a good excuse for multiple trips to Newfoundland <laughs> and Halifax and everything. You know, I, I, I love spending, I love the people um, that we're working with out there. I love spending time with the team. I love spending time in those provinces and those places. Um, you know, when, when it comes to pro-life activism, it is not fundamentally different. Now there are differences that you notice and I feel like it's too early for me to have strong opinions on that. Like I've done um, uh, probably, you know, eight, nine choice chains across Atlantic Canada between the three trips. So you're just starting to get a sense of what things are like. Somewhere like Toronto, where I've done choice chain for 15 years, I've, I've done street activism, you know, you get to know the differences between downtown or Scarborough, Etobicoke or you know, between one campus or another, you get to know the different cultures, but it takes a little bit of time. Um, but, you know, those are subtle differences, differences on the average of where the Overton window is, you know, or, you know, um, uh, just subtle cultural differences that you pick on, uh, that you, you pick up on, on what the average for conversations are, but the basic apologetics and the basic conversations are the same. So it's really exciting to see um, those same conversations happening in places where they haven't happened frequently before and now they are starting to happen on a regular basis and i try to be um you know i try to be sensitive as the toronto guy coming out to the maritimes or coming out to uh to to newfoundland you know and to be attentive to the cultural differences like newfoundland isn't a part of the maritimes they're a part of atlantic canada but you know they were a much later addition and you know there's still newfoundlanders who think of canadians as different from from Newfoundlanders and, um, you know, spending time in, in, in New Brunswick and people getting the chuckle of, uh, you know, CCBR talking about Eastern Canada, uh, referring to Ontario and <laughs> things like that. So, um, you know, I, I try to be, uh, sensitive and to keep my own volunteer experience in mind to respect the time and energy that people are putting in to, uh, to activism and to getting started and that they are the experts on their own local communities, but that I can come and share some of our experience with the killing activism and apologetics and strategy um, to help support and enable what, what they're doing in their own communities where they know the culture and they know the people. 
Gotcha. That makes a ton of sense. You've got your your new philanthosaurus out there, so you know what the rock is and and what somebody's saying when they ask you, "What are you at?" kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those kind of vibes. Okay, uh, that's awesome. So so follow that up. So that that's kind of the high level stuff that that is really really exciting growth and development wise for um, the Toronto offices and and the Eastern initiatives and whatnot to be continuing to expand and grow. If you were to take like a, a a little bit of a lower altitude look at kind of the the human engagement, human interactions, whether with pro-lifers, whether with people um, while doing activism, are there encounters that kind of stand out again from 2023 that that are really anchors when you when you reflect on what we've been blessed to accomplish this year that that really stand out for you? Yeah, I think you know. I might break it into new territory and old territory. Mm. So with the new territory like Atlantic Canada or, you know, new uh, communities in Ontario that are running and killing activism, um, what stands out to me is just um, so many great people, so many pro-lifers, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, right? Just taking the time and energy out to bring victim photography and human rights apologetics to their communities. And I've been blessed this year um, spending them, uh, like a, a lot of time with people in a lot of communities across all six provinces. And one of the, the, the things that stays with me is just um, uh, the warmth and the commitment and the dedication of ordinary people um, who've invited me into their homes, who've uh, you know, recruited volunteers to come out and join them on the streets, who've been the volunteers, who've shown up and just those individual people, those individual conversations. Um, our colleague Katura had a great uh, blog post after our Faces of Abortion tour about um, uh, you know, five faces across Eastern Canada. And four of those five were just shining examples of what I'm talking about. Those people who are getting involved, getting active. And it's been great spending time with them. In old territory. So Toronto, where there's been end the killing activism running for over a decade, um, what has stood out to me, especially in the last couple of weeks, is interactions with people for whom victim photography has been something they've seen multiple times that they've encountered on a regular, like it's part of the landscape, right? So we were doing activism at uh, Toronto Metropolitan University, formerly known as Ryerson, just last week. And, you know, there were, th during debrief, there were three different interactions. You know, somebody, we offered a pamphlet to, she's like, oh, I got one a few weeks ago. You know, somebody who, um, who approached me with a single question, like he'd been thinking about the issue for a while, you know, and he had a question in his mind and it wasn't the first time he encountered us. And another conversation where it was explicit like that, like somebody said, you know, I talked to you before I was going back and I was thinking about it and I was like, what could justify abortion? Like maybe it's gotta be a necessary evil as a last resort. So we came back for another round conversation, you know, or um, my friend Michelle from Toronto Right to Life during a Toronto Against Abortion Choice Chain this past Saturday, she talked to uh, somebody who said that the first time he saw us, he hopped off the streetcar a couple times early, you know, yelling and swearing. And he was really angry. And this was 10 years ago when he was a high school student. And now it's the third time that he's seen us over the last 10 years. And he said he's, I mean, he was much calmer in conversation. They had a long, detailed conversation about the abortion issue and apologetics. And, you know, he'd reflected a lot on the issue. He'd grown a lot, but, you know, he'd seen us around over the years. Um, it, there was another great story from, uh, 
from Mississauga, Brampton, cities next to Toronto, where the team postcarding there ran into a pro-life lady who said that her son-in-law had received a pamphlet in downtown Toronto at a choice chain. It was on, it would have been on a Saturday probably for the location. It was it was off campus, but he was a U of T student. But he received a pamphlet and he kept that pamphlet in his knapsack for months. She said that he had you know, heard the other side, the pro-choice side. He'd been given that in school. Um, but just reading the pamphlet and seeing the photos made him solidly pro-life. And he carried that around with him, you know, and just all these stories where we've had a more established regular presence, making abortion impossible to ignore, um, of how the pro-life message becomes a part of the landscape and people encounter a pamphlet or um, a sign or have a conversation, you know, they see the photos, they speak to us or they read the human rights message and how that stays with them or how we get multiple opportunities to reach people. We might not get them all the way there on the first conversation, but people keep thinking about the issue. So that's what's stayed with me about the old territory where we've had an established presence. That's such a cool way to think about it with, with the new and the old. And, and especially it's got to be cool in Toronto where I'm sure when when Stephanie and Jonathan and Nick were were really establishing the Toronto presence um, a decade ago or so, um, it felt like a gigantic ocean that you'd never reach the far side of kind of thing of, of you know, we're, we're having conversations, we're never going to talk to the same person twice. And yet how cool it can be with just how vast of a uh, reach we've had in the GTA to be able to get those follow-up conversations and those past interactions and um, which are being um, augmented by having trucks driving around Vancouver and getting people thinking about the issue and the postcards that our interns drop off and the, the whole shebang. That's so cool. And also to have all those community groups around the GTA where so many people in Toronto are moving from. Uh, I grew up out in the country and, and we've got Oxford against abortion. We've got this against abortion. We've got Niagara against abortion. All these kind of places that are doing regular activism. And maybe they've seen CSPR VTK plan play down in reality in their hometown. And then that continuity once they come into Toronto is really, really cool. And yeah. has got to be pretty satisfying to be able to hear that i, I know that I, I talked to a kid this summer i'm um, not a kid it was probably about um maybe a few years younger than me um and i asked him and he's like oh you changed my mind while i was in high school and i was like well, you're not in high school anymore he's like no i graduated like five years ago six years ago um but i remember talking to somebody like you i don't know if it was you he he had no memory of who it was to talk to him but to yeah. be able to be like you guys were the guys that were at my high school and that's when I changed my mind on abortion. It was so cool to see that coming back around full circle. Yeah, yeah. I had a chance to talk to a, a guy at, at University of Toronto who said that I had changed his mind on abortion at a high school choice chain when he was in high school. And then he caught me up on the rest of his high school career, how he was like that guy who was willing to take a stand on the abortion issue, who made, uh, you know, who made abortion a focus of school projects, who was willing to be unpopular, but to bring the pro-life message. Like he was so firmly convicted about it after that high school choice chain. It's so cool. And we have the opportunity to, to catch up with people like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so bearing in mind how big of a growth year 2023 has been for for the offices out um, in Eastern Canada, the growth, the community groups, all that kind of stuff, what's coming down the tube for 2024? Yeah. So um, uh, to make sure I don't miss some things for 2023 that help inform 2024, we also, you know, we had the Faces of Abortion Tour with a dozen stops across 
um, across Eastern Canada. That was kind of the launch for these next few years that we did this quick blitz, you know, a day in each city. And then we are um, building on that in, in the years ahead. We launched new projects like the video truck as well, which has uh, been around seven different states and provinces now, um, uh, but spent most of its time in the greater Toronto area. And, um, uh, you know, I was talking about Atlantic Canada. We have uh, two, soon to be three, and the killing activism teams out there now that have started running regular choice chain or postcarding. And um, in between uh, Southwestern Ontario and Atlantic Canada, we have a new Ottawa Montreal initiative with uh, three staff members now who are servicing Eastern Ontario and Quebec. So a focus on Ottawa, Montreal, but also Kingston and Barry's Bay. Um, and that has increased our capacity to have people local in that area rather than have to drive out from Toronto to support. So, uh, and there's also some interest in Northern Ontario. There's Thunder Bay against abortion, which has been on off postcarding through the year, um, being revived, uh, this year in 2023. Um, and, uh, there's some interest outside the Sudbury area as well. So in 2024, we're building on, um, on the, uh, the efforts of 2023 throughout Eastern Canada. So we're building up the stronger network in Southwestern Ontario. How can we grow, um, you know, existing groups? Uh, there's potential for new activism in Peterborough, in York region, in Barrie, I mentioned Northern Ontario, uh, the Ottawa Montreal initiative launched in earnest in September is, uh, getting more established, trying to, um, you know, it's, it's been a launch in 2023. Now we can really look at 2024 as the first full year where we can make plans and try and build up the end the killing movement in Eastern Ontario and Quebec in a more systematic way, uh, working with our local partners and with Atlantic Canada, as you mentioned, I had a chance to travel there three times, uh, for a crash course in the spring last year for the faces of abortion tour, we hit all four provinces in Atlantic Canada with, um, in three of those provinces in the Maritimes, we had 30 people and seven vehicles on the road. And then I went back there by myself in November to visit those places and people who showed the most interest in 2024. We're looking to run another, uh, mini crash course this time in New Brunswick in the spring. Um, like we did in, in Nova Scotia in 2023. And, uh, I've been invited to speak at the Newfoundland March for Life and um, looking to return to spend a weekend with Halifax Against Abortion in the spring and then hopefully visit all those provinces again in the fall. So we're trying to build on the growth momentum now with the Ottawa Montreal Initiative and with uh, Atlantic Canada and with existing networks in southwestern Ontario and um, with some interest in northern Ontario, just continue all of the momentum from the tour and from our efforts in 2023. That is so cool. So cool to hear and, and to see them really taking off. I know that in the past, um, these pairs at times struggled to really capitalize on these really exciting tours. We go through a town and we fire up a ton of people, but then at, at times we've lacked the infrastructure to be able to really deliver and capitalize on that enthusiasm and passion that has been cultivated and to be able to go back and, and ensure that these groups are supported, that they, they're thriving and recruiting new members and getting new members trained. That's really, really cool to be able to, to invest that amount of time 
for a, a long-term kind of presence in each of these core areas in in a really important part of Canada, right? Not not only um, politically, but even more importantly, educationally, when it comes to um, anchoring the um, the in, injustice of abortion in the minds of so many people out there. Um, that's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. And, yeah. And, and, and a shout out to all the local partners who make that yeah. possible, right? Because it's one thing to, to uh, pass through on a tour and then try and follow up, but you need that local commitment. So, you know, Ruth from Campaign Life Coalition Atlantic Canada has been key to unlocking Atlantic Canada with us working in partnership with Campaign Life. And um, Maureen in Halifax, Joe in New Brunswick, uh, you know, the team with Montreal Against Abortion, with Ottawa Against Abortion, paving the way for an initiative like these local partners, other pro-life groups, volunteers have made it possible for us to be able to do that. So we can fly in a few times a year and help support what's going on, but they're doing the day to day work that makes it possible. And those two things together have been growing the movement. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an exciting time to be part of the National Pro-Life Movement, especially tied in with CCBR in different ways. Um, we'll, we'll have lots of notes in the show notes below for how people can get plugged in. Maybe you're in um, a, a community that we haven't been in touch with, Winnemuckamack or or some other place like that. Uh, most of my familiarity with Atlantic Canada is through Great Big Sea Songs and whatnot. And so um, I, I was on BI for my honeymoon uh, a number of years ago. But um, if, if people are interested in getting um, pro-life content, CSPR, ZTK plan implemented in your hometown, obviously reach out to um, the, the contacts in the show notes below. And Blaze, you're the man. I appreciate all the work that you do. Thanks for jumping on the show and, and giving us a bit of an update. Always great to be here. All right, folks, there's my conversation with Blaze Elaine, manager of the Eastern Strategic Initiatives Department for CCBR. He looks after not only some of the stuff going on in the greater Toronto area, but largely community groups and other initiatives outside of the greater Toronto area. Um, you've heard him on the show a number of times before. And to echo his sentiments, huge shout out to all of the people that have connected with CCBR from um, the greater Toronto area and Southwest Ontario growing up into Thunder Bay, Ottawa, Montreal, further into Quebec, Atlanta, Canada, the whole shebang. I know we got listeners out there. Cannot thank you guys enough for the incredible work that you're doing, the witness that you have um, in defense of preborn children and really looking forward to what comes down the tube um, in 2024 for you guys out there. Huge shout out, especially to our new office, uh, which is exciting. Blaze mentioned a few times in Ottawa and Montreal. Um, obviously, there's no favorites within CCBR, um, but I, I love the folks out there. Um, Emil Boyink is uh, an incredible friend and was a roommate of mine before I got married, before he got married and moved out to Ontario. Uh, one of the first guys that I knew within CCBR, just an incredible dude. Um, and so Great to see him back on the team. Katrina did the return internship with me over the summer. Um, absolute gem. If you're in the Ottawa area, Montreal, Kingston kind of area, absolute connect. She's an absolute joy um, to work with. And Conrad, I've been getting to know better and better over the last year. He's doing a lot of church outreach in the area. Uh, we've had some great meetings, great discussions. He's a, a phenomenal dude. And so if you're plugged in with a church out there, absolutely connect with Conrad as well. And so 
I hope that you've been having a wonderful Christmas season. If you're listening to this um, soon after the release time, if you're listening to this way down the road, then I hope that you're having a great time of year, whatever time of year it is. Um, if there are lots of notes in the show notes below for how you can get plugged in, how you can become a financial partner, all that kind of thing. No episode tomorrow. We'll be doing a New Year's resolution episode this coming Tuesday. Um, a little bit different than previous years and hopefully launching into a great year of 2024. So thank you all for tuning in. May God bless you abundantly wherever you're at, however many hours are left in your day.